Hi, this is Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible Icing and IrresistibleUniversity.com, where I empower you to create an irresistible life. Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about self-sabotage as it relates to weight loss. This is something that a lot of us that have been on this weight loss journey or weight struggle for many years, we're actually self-sabotaging ourselves. And the crazy part about self-sabotage is that we don't realize that we're doing it because it comes from our subconscious. So In this episode, I'm going to talk about what self-sabotage is, some of the reasons why we do it, and then what you can do to stop sabotaging yourself so that you can move forward in your journey and start to see success. So I had this epiphany the other night, and it's kind of crazy to me because it's not something that I didn't already know about myself, but you know how sometimes it takes going through something a few more times or reading something more than once, more than 10 times, or hearing something multiple times to where the light switch finally comes on and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I totally do that. Well, the other night I had this kind of epiphany moment, aha moment, if you will. And I was like, oh my God, like I totally self-sabotage myself all the time. And I really noticed it because right now I am in the throes of running my business full time. I no longer work in corporate America. So I've got my business full time that I'm working on. And I've also got my weight loss journey that I'm working on at the moment. And so right now, those two things for me are my two like big massive goals that I'm trying to to reach. They're two big mountains that I'm climbing. And there's so many parallels that I see between growing a business and losing weight. Um, and it's just, it's really crazy to me. So I noticed it because I was finding myself doing it a lot in business. And I also noticed at the same time, I was starting to go off the rails a little bit with my eating and my weight loss journey and finding excuses to, you know, overindulge on things or binge on certain things or give up my workout or activity for the day. And I was blaming it on not having enough time because there's things in my business that I need to be doing. So I just kind of had this aha moment. And I I was like, I really want to talk about self-sabotage and dive into that really deep because I think a lot of us that, and I'm talking about the people like me who have been yo-yo dieting for many years. And so I personally went on my first diet when I was 12, the summer after seventh grade. And it was with Richard Simmons, the deal a meal, if anybody can remember that. And that was when I was 12. And I'm 36 now. And I've had this whole lifetime of like yo-yo dieting, up and down, lose a lot of weight, gain a lot of weight, and just repeating the cycle over and over again. Um, But it wasn't until recently in the past couple of years that I felt like I got more of a grip on that. And while I may not be at my goal weight, I have figured out things that I know for a fact because I have done the work um, that have to be incorporated into your journey. So I'm going to talk more about the actual weight loss journey itself and what we do to sabotage that. So sabotaging yourself is just what it is. It means you are doing something most likely unconsciously to derail the goals that you have for yourself. And so it makes you wonder, you know, if 
this goal of losing weight is the one thing that you feel like you want more than anything. And it's actually making you miserable and it's making you not live your life to the fullest. Then why in the world would you do something to sabotage any success that you might have with that? So I'm going to talk about some of these things. And again, remember, a lot of the time it's subconscious. We're not here consciously thinking, I'm going to sabotage myself and I'm going to, you know, make sure that I don't accomplish my goals. No. These are things that you're doing subconsciously behind the scenes, behind the curtain. But the difference is that once you know that you're doing these things and you can recognize it, then guess what? You have a choice and you get to make a decision on what you're going to do. So some of the reasons that we self-sabotage ourselves, they are, um, number one, you might be thinking in your head of who would you be without the food? So who would you be without having the comfort of food? And when you have a ton of weight to lose, the road ahead of you feels so long because it is. <laughs> um, and food has always been a go-to comfort for you. So when you have a bad day at work or you're stressed out, you know that you can come home and order you know, Chinese food or take any kind of like takeout on the way home and then just gorge in front of the TV and watch Netflix all night, right? Like that's what we've been conditioned to do all these years to cope with stress and things that life throws at us. And let's be honest, food is also how we socialize and connect with other people. You know, anytime there is a celebration, there's a trauma, there's a death, there's a, you know, something, a holiday, a birthday. What do we do? You know, hey, you want to meet up for dinner? Hey, let's go have drinks. Hey, let's go, you know, have some cake and ice cream. So food has become a comfort, but it's also a social thing that all of us connect over. And so you might be thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, if I have to start this weight loss journey, I have to give up that relationship with food. But the truth is, you actually don't. You have to modify the relationship that you have with the food. So you can't sit and eat, you know, this humongous meal in one sitting. You can still have that meal, but you're going to have to learn portions. You're going to have to learn moderation. And I promise you, you can do anything and eat anything in moderation. So number one reason you're self-sabotaging is you are stressed and worried about who you who you will be without comfort food or what you will do to cope with life when things happen. And things are going to happen and there's other ways to cope. All right. That's reason number one. So reason number two, and this is a little touchy for a lot of people, but it's it's real and it's honest. Somewhere deep down inside, you are afraid of losing the fat girl. Now, the term fat girl is something that I have grown up despising because that term was always used negatively. It was always used to bully me, to make fun of me. And it's just a phrase that I have to say to this day, it kind of it kind of stabs me in the gut a little bit, but that's the way that we think, right? We have we have come to think that that's who we are and that's all we can ever be. And because you've always been the quote unquote fat girl and you are constantly using food to soothe the hate that you have for your body because you feel too fat, well, that 
is actually an identity that you have actually become really comfortable with. Even though I know it sounds crazy, I know it does, because you want more than anything to shed the fat, to get it off of you, to look and feel better. But at the same time, there's a part of you that's actually comfortable because that's who you've always been. And you're not quite sure who you will be without the inner fat girl there. Um, So thinking of your entire identity, your whole life, if this is something you've always struggled with, has been wrapped up in being that token fat girl. And I don't want that for you anymore. And I know that that can change. So again, subconsciously thinking these things, we don't sit here and say, I love being the fat girl and I want to be this way forever. Oh my God. Like we don't say that, but your mind behind the curtain, behind the scenes is pumping these ideas to you and you don't even realize it. All right. So reason number three that we are self-sabotaging our weight loss is actually, again, it's going to sound crazy, a fear of success and being seen. How many times in your life have you been offered an opportunity, whether it's an invitation to a party, a vacation, um, maybe even just to apply for a promotion at work or something like that, and you have turned it down and you say to yourself, that sounds really awesome. I'd love to go on that tropical vacation, but I know I can't lose 50 pounds in the next two months, so I'm going to actually wait until next time and I'll go. Okay you know, story of my life. Like there's so many times that I know that I personally have said, once I lose the weight, then I'll finally dot, 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 dot. Right. So your weight, while it is making you miserable and it feels uncomfortable, it's also become kind of like a shield, like a shield around you to where you can use that as your excuse for everything. And when you're using that as an excuse, because you actually don't want to show up, you don't want people to see you this way, you're now playing small in your life, even though physically you're not small. And also being large and being overweight and uncomfortable and not having confidence, you actually feel invisible, even though it seems like your weight is apparently has to become the topic of people's conversations, right? Everybody feels like they need to make a comment. Everybody feels they have the right to say something. But at the same time, it does make you feel invisible. So who will you be when that shield is gone and you're not going to be seen? You know, that can be a, a very scary thing. And the fear of success comes in where, you know, once you reach a certain level, and we could say this is in business or even losing weight, once you reach a certain level of success with your weight, now you have to maintain that. And I would even argue to say that the maintaining part of weight loss is so much harder than losing weight. Losing weight is hard, yes, but there's something intoxicating about getting on the journey, learning new things, learning new ways to eat, incorporating new exercises, and starting to see the weekly progression of everything melting away. And once you get to that goal that you've dreamed of for so long, it's amazing, but now you have to stay there and you have to maintain and you have to maintain without getting that instant gratification that you were getting before of seeing the scale go down. So sometimes that fear of success and the responsibilities that come along with that are actually something that 
that we're afraid of. And that's why we're sabotaging our weight, our weight loss there. So fear of success and fear of being seen is a big one. So I'm going to talk about another, another reason we self-sabotage. And that is that it's just hard. Losing weight and changing your life is honestly one of the hardest things that you'll ever do in your lifetime. And if you've been this way for many years, there are so many habits that you have to break. And the thing is, this isn't just a physical thing. This isn't just a thing with food. This is changing your mind. It's changing your emotions. It's changing your body. There's so many elements going on here. And that's why for me, I am not a fan of diets. I don't believe in fad diets. And I can say this because I've been that person who would try and buy anything that was out there. I've probably done it. What I wholeheartedly believe is that you have to change your lifestyle from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. So let me just give you an example for me. When I decided I was going to lose a good amount of weight. Now, remember, I've done this many times, but there was this one journey where I was like, okay, this is it. And I lost a ton of weight because I was trying to lose weight for my wedding, which is fine. But that was my 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 focus was the wedding. And so that lifestyle was only, fo- I wasn't focused on the lifestyle piece so much. I was focused on, can I lose the weight that I want to lose for my wedding? And so just think about, you know, this kind of goes into the next reason that I was going to talk about, which is you have to have a bigger why. And so what is your bigger why? You know, losing weight for a wedding will get you to that goal. But once that goal is achieved, then what's going to maintain you? And so I can tell you right now, you know, since I had my daughter, um, for those that don't know, I gained 70 pounds with my pregnancy and I've lost 50 and I have another 20 to lose just to get back to my pre-pregnancy weight. Okay. And beyond that, I still have probably 40 to 50 that I'd like to get off. So I can sit here and sometimes be upset that I'm like, oh, I should be back at my, at least my pre-pregnancy weight by now. She's, you know, she's 20 months old. What's wrong with me? And then I think, okay, Amy, like you have not gained any of that weight back from your pregnancy or, or gained anything. I've, I've kind of maintained for a while and sometimes maintaining is okay. And I know that I've been able to do that because I have figured out and recognized that it's a mind, body, spirit thing. And so there's all these different elements that you have to incorporate in order for this to stick. You cannot just focus on the eating plan. You can't just focus on the exercise. You've got to focus on your mental health, your emotions, and what you're doing to take care of you. And so changing your lifestyle, it's just hard. Um, you know, but it's, it's also hard to be fat, miserable, and uncomfortable, right? And so you've got to figure out what are you willing to give up? Do you want to give up the pain of feeling fat and miserable to become the most irresistible version of you? So, you know, it's, yes, there's going to be a sacrifice, but you can do it. And I know that you can do it. Um, So let me talk a little bit about, I kind of dived into this a little bit just now, but one of the other reasons we're self-sabotaging ourselves with weight is 
you don't have a clear why. So this goes back to the example I used with my wedding, right? And so I didn't have a bigger long-term why. And so shortly after, actually literally days after I got married, life threw me a curveball with nails and spikes. (laughs) And what did I do? You know, I had been so focused on losing weight that now it's like the floodgates had opened and I'm going to eat and binge on everything and anything because I wasn't allowing myself to do that for the past couple months. And I didn't know how else to cope with the stuff that was happening. And it was, it was pretty deep, pretty serious stuff. So what is your why? What is your bigger reason? That reason that's going to sustain you when you do get to goal and now you have to maintain that reason that's going to sustain you on the days where you just want to throw in the towel and eat all the things, order all the cupcakes. What is your bigger why? So I'm going to share mine with you. And I feel like I have multiple whys, but it really kind of all centers around the fact that I honestly, truly love my new life, the life that I've created now. I love that I'm actually living life and I'm no longer sitting on the bleachers watching everyone else. And I can say that that is in all different elements of my life. Like I've been able to create the business that I want. I've been able to create the lifestyle that I want and breaking through some of those other barriers around weight, I know for a fact are the reason that I've been able to do that. And if I go backwards to who I used to be at my highest weight and being in that dark place, it's going to rob me of all those experiences and I won't get that time back. So all the time that you waste saying no to things, putting things on the back burner for when you lose you know, the next 20, 30, 50 pounds, that time will never, ever come back. And I refuse to live a life where I have regrets or where I am not playing all in. And also now that I have this little, little version of me running around, I refuse to rob my daughter of the experiences that I know we can share together. And so for me, my why is I will never go backwards and be in that dark place where I was the fat, miserable girl who stayed inside 24-7. Never, ever again. You know, when I find myself starting to binge, starting to indulge, I think about that and I remember what that place feels like and it's horrible and I don't want to go there anymore. So know your why, know your bigger reason. The next reason um, that we self-sabotage, and I think we've kind of hit on this a little bit, but um, I think it might help kind of bring to light what we've already talked about. And we said, you know, changing your lifestyle is hard and it's also hard to lose weight. You know, just just losing weight is really, really hard. And so I'm going to share my analogy with you of how I think about being in the place of depression and being overweight. So have you ever gone swimming and the pool is a little bit cold, but once you get all the way in, it's okay. The water's good. But if you simply raise a hand out of the water, it is so freezing cold, right? So you would rather stay all bundled up tight inside the pool, not moving, even though looking through the window of the house, it would be so much more comfortable and warm once you got inside the house. But the thought, just the thought of 
taking your body out of the water and being cold, covered in goosebumps and shivering for the, you know, two minutes that it's going to take to get out of the pool, get your towel and get into the house. It feels and seems so much more painful and daunting than if you just stayed in the water, not moving. And so when you have 50 or even 100 plus pounds to lose, thinking about that journey ahead, it's painful. It feels more painful to start that journey than to just stay where you are with the weight. And so oftentimes we decide we're going to stay this way, even though we feel miserable and want to get out of the cold water. And yes, the journey ahead, it's going to be hard. It's going to feel like that jolt to your system when you get out of the pool and you're freezing and you have goosebumps. But please do me a favor. Get out of the damn pool. Feel the cold for a split second. And if you could feel that cold for just a split second, you'll be on your way to spending the rest of your life comfortable and happy and content in your own body. And that is honestly worth more than any cupcake, any piece of cake, any icing. Just get out of the damn pool. Okay, so we've talked a lot about the reasons why you're self-sabotaging, and I hope that you can maybe see yourself in some of those and can start to recognize the behavior. And so what do you do from here? What I want you to do is to really think about, you know, kind of get quiet, get alone with yourself and really think about, am I self-sabotaging my weight loss? Am I constantly starting and stopping, starting and stopping, losing and gaining, losing and gaining? And if you are, why? What is happening in those moments where you go off the rails? What's happening in those moments where next thing you know, gradually and suddenly you're putting the weight back on, you know, so you're going to have to get really still with yourself and maybe do a little bit of journaling, do a little bit of soul searching and figure out what is maybe triggering those different moments. Uh, Because again, a lot of these things are subconscious. So we're not, we don't realize that we're doing it. And so that's what I want you to do. And once you realize, you know what? I think I kind of am afraid to get to my goal and have success because all I've ever known is the the yo-yo cycle. And if I don't have the yo-yo cycle to focus on, what will be my main focus or what will I blame everything else on? And so once you know something and you're aware of it, now you have your choice. You either choose to you know, push through and figure out what's happening for you or you choose to stay and you stay in the cold freezing pool. So we're going to wrap this up. There is a detailed blog post as well on irresistibleicing.com where I go into more depth um, about each of these things that we've talked about today where you can read a little bit more. And what I also encourage you to do if you haven't done so already is to download my free workbook. My workbook is the five guiding principles of creating an irresistible life so that you can become the most irresistible version of yourself. And these are five guiding principles that I discovered throughout my journey where I realized, you know what, this is more, this is about more than just the weight and the scale. This is about mind, body, spirit. And so I put these five guiding principles together in my free workbook. And within each of those in the workbook, there's activities and questions to 
prompt you to start getting you thinking about how you can apply those to your own life. So I encourage you to sign up for that. If you go to irresistibleicing.com, you can um, enroll and subscribe to the workbook for free. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to stay stay tuned, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active, at irresistibleicing.com.